0: Hello, welcome to the World Cafe podcast. This podcast has been designed with curated content that centers on the power of words. Can we really do anything without speaking? Can we really do anything without the agency of words? Yes, that is what this podcast is all about. And I am your host, Amakri Isuboe, your neighborhood word trader. I believe in the power of words. For it is the unit of creation. I trade in words to profit my world. Hello there! Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good everything. How are you all doing? Yes, we're back again. I'm always excited when I come into the space. You know why? You know why? Because... This is where we come to like, mm, breathe, yes, and release that energy. Lean on one and other's experience to forge a path. How are you? I'm good. Yes, we are in Nigeria. It's raining. Uh, It's the raining season, as we call it here in Nigeria. It's been raining in this part of the world. I know where you are. You're good. Yesterday, we're going to be talking about something I consider special sustainability and our future. And honestly, I have a professional. You can see her name, Tokumbo Ifeturati. She calls herself Toks Diva. You know, she's all about sustainability and all that. You want to hear her voice? I know. I'm going to bring her on now. Hello, Toks. How are you doing?
1: I'm good. What did you just say there? You just let out my pseudonym. <laughs> you are a diva. You are a diva. Oh
0: <laughs> How oh, are you?
1: I'm fine, thank you. I hear you what say it it's like? raining.
0: It's Where raining here, yes. It's, yes, it's been raining as in all day. And uh, whenever it rains like this, the atmosphere becomes calmer, cool, mm-hmm. and all that. You know. Yes, sometimes you're just like, ah, oh, I just... Want the rain to stop, but you know we also need that rain to soften the earth for the farmers and what have you. You know, so we're good. So, what is it like where you are?
1: It's it's lovely actually. The the sky is blue. The little pockets of clouds, but besides mm-hmm. that, the weather's it's a bit warmer than normal. So, yeah, okay. I've had my I've, I've had my walk today in, in the sun,
0: which is good. So, yeah. <laughs> Beautiful, beautiful, I can imagine. So who is this wonderful lady called Okumbo? Let's get to meet her. Who is she?
1: Well,
0: (laughs) put me on the spot then now because I've got to think about
1: who I am, but it's all in my head. So um, first of all, I'd like to say thank you so much for... For having me on on your program, you know the word cafe. I mean, it's it's a global phenomenon. So having me on is, is just awesome. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> so a, a bit about me. I'll, I'll probably stick to my sustainability space because I'm sure that's that's the bit you want to hear about. And for me, I look at myself as a as a change maker. Um, so wherever I go I try to find out exactly what's happening in that space and then begin to strategize and think about what could be done better and the whole ethos around my thought process is leaving a legacy so that constantly rings in my mind and um springboarding from that i i set up a an ngo in nigeria called the children youth and women empowerment initiative and the whole reason for for doing that again was just identifying that there was a dire need and the time i'll tell you what the dire need was that was when um we had the Boko haram insurgency Mm -hmm. and um i i was you know in the diaspora and Listening to the news and, and hearing information coming up from Nigeria, it, it just like broke my heart, and I was like, "What can I really do?" I already have a passion for serving. I have a passion for changing. What can I do for my country? And before then, I, I'd had a, a children's program um, in London called Time Out with Anti Tox that was hugely okay. successful. Yeah, so we brought children from all across the world together, you know, and taught them about ethics. We taught them about our food you know, taught them uh-huh. about our culture, taught, taught them about respect so that that was already there. And, and I'd opened up my mind, you know, to working with different people. And so when I got to hear about what was going on in, in this space in Nigeria, I just went out there and set up an NGO there. And okay. I'm telling you, I didn't, I wasn't an armchair NGO director, you know what i mean i was like in the trenches so i i was in abuja initially in abuja um i went for a a meeting i think it was held by lan lanrio olushola
0: the catalyst
1: the catalyst yeah so he came to abuja and there i i just went there and i met two beautiful people. I met them um, and they were the first people that joined, you know, the NGO. In fact, we sat down and did brainstorming. Um, okay. I they don't mind. I'll just mention their first names as Idioma and um, Sulaiman. And it okay. was beautiful because there was a meeting of minds. So they had been on ground and they were best placed to tell me what was going on at the time in Abuja. And I had um, a friend of mine, a classmate of mine, Zainab, who lived in Abuja. And to backtrack, when I was hearing about what was going on, you know, about the Boko Haram insurgency, people moving from Borno to, to to, as far back as, you know, to, like, Worry, uh, moving to Abuja Mm -hmm. and all that, I said to her, I said... Zainab, you're on ground. Tell me what can be done. You know, so she, she sends pictures to me and all that. And that picture, or those pictures, was what drew me there. So forward, 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 um, moving now. I'm in Abuja. I listen to the catalyst, and I'm like, yes, I am ready. So me and these two people go out. We set up. You know, just have meetings, brainstorm. Eventually, set up the NGO, and then we start from Abuja. So we start going to all the IDP camps. Yeah, So we go to the camps, find out what's going on, listen to them, hear their stories, find out what we can do to help them. A lot of them were women and children in the camps because, you know, the men probably had stayed behind to protect their their homes, protect their farmlands, protect their animals. So it was mainly women and girls that were there. But unfortunately for them, sometimes in the communities that they found themselves in, they were surrounded by all different kinds of vices. So people mm. would think, well, you know, these ones, maybe they don't have anything, nothing to write home about. So you'd find um, people loitering around, like. Um, Taking advantage that, of them? Know, take it, trying to take advantage of them. So we were not only trying to provide basic needs for them. We're also trying to make sure that they were protected where they were. Some of the women came down from, from Borno and the neighboring states pregnant. So they had to, had mm-hmm. some of them gave birth there. So I wow. laced with midwives there. Yeah, I laced with midwives there to find out what was going on. Most of them didn't have any documents that would enable them to go to hospitals in Abuja. So the midwives would come into these communities and help deliver the babies in their homes you know Mm -hmm. it was just like a new settlement and I just felt at points in time I was like this is a lot I can't do this alone you know I can't really do this alone so I went to um, Lagos Unilag and um, gave a talk there you know I said Mm. students some of you I know um, I hear about this in the diaspora and I'm here now and I know this is firsthand. You've gone through the four years or six years in university for those who have have extended times what are you doing when you don't get a job are you sitting down at home and waiting for jobs to come or are you making yourselves available and you know hands shut up and they were like yeah we're at home nothing is happening even if you say we should do this nothing's happening I said well I set up an NGO come join my NGO and let us all make a difference and that's how I got some more people on board and so mm-hmm. Whilst we had some teams working in Abuja, we had some teams working in Lagos. We had some, then the people in Lagos told their friends in Benin, in Jos, in Kaduna. And that's how we started Mm -hmm. getting pockets of people joining us as volunteers. So I know I've gone, (laughs) I've I've gone into a lot, but I only say this to let you know that um, I'm passionate I'm excited about sustainability about our future and about wanting to make a change so that's me
0: <laughs> I can hear that I can hear that from your voice when you you know when you said uh, time out with anti tox what came to my mind was this lady must have listened or she grew up with a Sesame Street generation correct me if I'm wrong
1: you are, in fact, 100% right. I glued in front of the telly, watching Sesame Street, watching Cookie Monster, Arnold. I could sing all those songs.
0: <laughs> I can imagine. So when you said that, I was like, whoa, she must have gotten it from that, uh, I mean, space. And it's, I mean, it's really, really wonderful, you know, translating this into reality. So tell us, this project of yours, I mean, what are you doing now? I mean, based on what you have just uh, laid out, what are you doing? Where are we on this? You know, what stage, what steps farther from when it started? Where are we?
1: Yeah, so we've done a lot. Um, we, we've really done qu- quite a lot. So what I've done um, in the diaspora is to link up with people, should I say like-minded people, you know, who want okay. to give back to their to their countries, you know. Uh-huh. And so there's an NGO here called the Nigerian, uh, well, called NSF, and, oh, forgotten the full acronym now but anyway NSF UK that's the acronym NSF UK Nigerian Schools Foundation UK yeah and what they do is that they help us do like a clarion call yeah Mm -hmm. so every summer um they have like a garden kind of activity where they bring all people that have gone to universities or secondary schools in Nigeria. They've all come together to set up this foundation. And then they ask, you know, do you have books? Do you have anything that you want to send back to Nigeria to help your old schools? And we reached out to them and they were like happy with what we had done so far in Nigeria and we now partnered with them to run what we call a book drive and so with this book drive yes so we get books like thousands of books from the United Kingdom get these books and we have um, a donor Really that is into the shipping shipping business and it he helps okay. us ship the book to Nigeria and then when they get to Nigeria the team and myself when I'm around now distribute okay. the books to schools that need them so we don't just give schools the books what we do is schools win the books so as part of our activities we do like drama, debating okay. we we'll talk about okay. the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals and get them to think about what's happening in their communities and come up with Initiatives, and then you know that's how we, that's how we donate the books to to schools. So that has been one of the key elements of our foundation um, in Nigeria. Um, the other thing that we've done again is empowering youth. So you know, I, I mentioned you know they go to university. Some don't even have the capacity to go to university and are still in different neighborhoods. So we reached out to the Ikorodu community. And we set up like um, a workshop where we we're teaching young girls how to make pastries things that they could sell and make money you know instead of waiting and sitting down at home and not doing anything that was really and then when they finished the training we gave them seed money to set up their own businesses so that has been it's been very very useful and a a good way to impact knowledge um to them and also entrepreneurship skills um other things that we've done is working with kids in in primary schools as well so we've teamed up with an an artist adironke um she's got she's got a gallery the ronke scott gallery and she goes around with us as well yeah teaching kids how to make arts and crafts um designs from from material from all sorts of you know products that are around you know just to Mm. beautify the environment beautify their schools and it's just been an amazing journey Mm.
0: beautiful okay now Mm How do you track? How do you track your progress in what you do? Because uh, you ain't the diaspora, more or less, so you 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 push things to Nigeria and all that. So how do you track the progress in what you do?
1: Yeah. So we have a lot of foot soldiers um, in Nigeria, and our foot soldiers are the ones that do the, the the tracking, the monitoring, and the evaluation. And so, for instance, if I You know, use an example of maybe um, one of the, let's use an example of an IDP camp. Um, mm. We already have people on ground. We do the head headcount. We know the number of women that are there, the number of children that are there. We do the segmentation, girls and boys. And so if it's food that we're donating, we know the kind of food and the amount of food that we need to donate for children and vice, and, and the same thing for the adults. Um, if it's a program whereby we want to empower women with like bead making or jewelry making, again, we have all those headcounts. So that's what we use to please manage the training sessions. Outside of that, where the training sessions are going on, we have quite a number of facilitators as well who manage the the journey. So they're giving assignments to do. We we track that um, from Mm. beginning to end. It's almost run like a project. So we track all that and we also enable them provide a safer environment whereby they can give an update on what it is that they're doing. Um, An environment whereby they can also collaborate with others because it's very important that that unity is also is also there and a space whereby they can look out for each other as well. So, data is also captured in that way. And then, when the whole program has finished, um, we give them some in, depending on how long the project is for maybe within every every month the team go back again to check on them and to make sure that all the the things that they've been taught is still being put into practice and if there's anybody that's struggling we use that platform again to be to you know to be there to be a, a friend to them and then bring them up to par so those are the things that we put in place to ensure that we manage and monitor exactly what's going on The other thing that we do, again, is we always liaise with the local chiefs there. So when we go into an environment, we make sure that we we see the the chiefs and and their staff. So they also are a conduit that help us to manage what's going on. So sometimes I get calls that, even from the, from, from the person that's overseeing, maybe working with the chief in the community to say, hang on, somebody has just come in and boggled somewhere or the, we're still mm-hmm. waiting for the midwife, you know, to come and help deliver a baby or something has happened. Mm-hmm. So those are the kind of tabs that we have in communities to make sure that we're monitoring and evaluating them accordingly.
0: Amazing. Do you get overwhelmed because considering all what you've said now, do you get overwhelmed? Like, whoo, these things are just too much. I need help. Do you, have you ever gone through that phase before?
1: Oh, yes. Yes. As, as a, when you, go through um, the trajectory of, of trying to help others or even trying to leave that legacy in that kind of a space, you will go through that. It's just inevitable. And because of the the nation that we work in that is mm. extremely fluid, you know, it's almost up to, to use, for want of a better word, volatile. Mm. Things just keep on changing. Sometimes yeah. you can't really manage what's happening. So, mm. yes, we, we do go through that. But the great thing is that we have coping mechanisms in place the team are aware of what to do when they start seeing these type of signs that are showing that oh we're, we're getting overwhelmed and because we have um volunteers and sponsors and supporters across Nigeria because for instance we've gone to all the six geopolitical zones in Nigeria to do one thing or the Whoa. other so Whoa. we we have yeah we, we have that track record so if there's, at any point in time, if anybody begins to feel Overwhelmed, then we have other volunteers that can can step in to just help and make sure that they don't get to the, the stage whereby they're fatigued or, you know, or or are burning out. And then also the other thing that we put in place is knowing when to step back. Um, okay. Most of the projects that we do, we go into the community and liaise with the community and find out what it is that they want. So if when we do things in that, we almost have like a succession plan. So when we finish with the community there's always somebody in the community that is our anchor that continues to enable you know the project to run after we've we've we've, we've, um, closed out so that that helps and then our role is no longer hands-on it's more almost advising or almost checking on them to make sure what's going on yeah so that's how that's how that gets managed but the thing is um it's not my nine to five job. I'm a lawyer by profession, and and then I <laughs> moved into the project management world. So I'm also, yeah. Um, yeah so, but it's a case whereby. Um, you know all the the skills that i have you know when i when i was actively practicing law all those skills have helped yeah um actively now that i'm in in the project management space and i've worked in different um sectors in the project management space all those skills you know come to bear so when I'm having meetings or if anything is happening and I'm in New York and I'm attending the United Nations I I put on that hat and I zone out from everything else that's around me and I'm like yes I'm focusing on what's happening here in New York and the information that I'm going to take back to the diaspora or even take back mm-hmm. to, to England and say This is what's happening now. This is current. What can we do to make that difference? What can we do to align ourselves with what's going on? And that's how we tapped into the United Nations Sustainable Development Goal 4, which is around education. And and that's where the book drive sprung up from.
0: Beautiful. Guys, oh, we've been talking with Tukumbo. You'll agree with me. She's passionate about this subject matter sustainability and the way she's been given out blow by blow as an, uh should i say response to everything it's amazing you will agree with me it's amazing thank you now what's what's next for for you within this space because it appears you've been doing this for like say correct me four five six years
1: Yes, in Nigeria, yeah, four, five, six years. And then before then, I had the time out with Auntie And then I also had the Lighthouse Children's um, productions in, in London as well. Um, oh. yeah, so it's been a while. It's always been my, it's always been there, you know, and mm. it's not just, um, Nigeria alone, so I've, I've gone to other countries as well, like been to South Africa and, and done some charity work in South Africa as well, mm-hmm. and done some in, in Ghana as well. So the African continent is is has quite a number of resources, but it also has quite a number of um, different nuances that require not just us in Africa, that people living in Africa, but also... Africans living in the, in the diaspora to also you know look and, and think yeah what 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 can be done I mean if you look at the United Nations when they talk about sustainability the key thing that anchors their message is trying to meet the needs of the present that's you and I you know our, our children our, our older ones our younger ones without compromising the ability of future generations to meet their own needs so it's a forward it's a forward thinking. Um, okay. process and uh, it just goes back to making sure that we're not just selfish and thinking about only ourselves. What are we mm-hmm. leaving, you know, on earth right now for the next generation? Are we depleting the world? You know, are we providing a good educational system that can ensure mm-hmm. that when these young ones go from the primary school to the secondary school to the universities, the quality of education that they are getting will enable them be at par with their counterparts in the diaspora, so if you look at now, there's a lot of I'll call it brain drain. You know, where a lot of Africans are leaving Africa, and if I just want to use Nigeria as an example, where we have tons of talented people leaving yeah. Nigeria and probably going to other countries, um, to, n- not not because that they, not because they want to leave, but they are looking at the future. You know, they want to. Get married. They want to have their own children. They want to have their own homes, and they want to have that yeah. in a place that they know that they can thrive. But at the same time, when that is happening, when we begin to lose our young ones, you know, oh. to to other countries, then it, it leaves a hole in our own country. It it, it leaves that vacuum, and so there's a yeah. need for for us to take that step backward and say, I mean, not everybody wants to to leave. You know, oh. people don't want yeah. to stay and others too who have left um, you know, Nigeria want to go back to Nigeria but I know a lot of people that have tried to go back to some of these African countries and I've had to come back after a number of years because it, it just wasn't fulfilling the, the needs that they'd already built up over the years and so yeah these are the things that we i i i look at you know and and when i'm speaking to people it's always at the forefront of my mind and that's one of the reasons why i set up the the podcast you know let's act sustainably developing africa and beyond and the whole reason for that podcast is to create a knowledge sharing space where we can discuss and showcase innovative solutions that other people have you know thought about or have implemented and these things inspire not just ourselves, but others as well, to advance sustainable development for a better Africa. And not only Africa, you know, and beyond. So Nigerians are doing a lot in the country. Nigerians are doing a lot in the diaspora, but we need a platform whereby all these great things that they're doing, all their dreams, all their visions can be realized in an environment that is conducive for them Hmm. now and for the
0: future two things came to my mind as you were speaking when you talked about uh, the brain drain sometime I think that was in March or April mm-hmm. on the platform a program organized by Pastor Ojo Oyemade uh, he brought uh, this uh, Mr. Futurist Kunle Shorion and when he was talking about this same subject he brought another dimension with which I think you touched on too the brain mm-hmm. drain, turning mm-hmm. it into a brain game. Mm-hmm. Because we have a lot of us in diaspora now. It's a question of amassing, putting together these resources and bringing it back home for mm-hmm. that change. Now, there's this group, there's couple I know back home in Nigeria. They, they run this school, the Knox 100 Naira A Day School, as in okay. for years, the less privileged or children from a poor backgrounds and all that hundred disco and they are doing amazingly well so wow. it is like what you have said now the brain drain yes but we have that aspect of brain gain where we put together ourselves in diaspora and begin to like ship it back home so to say and to strengthen uh that development or the developmental path that we have already uh charted or chatting for ourselves Mm So when you were saying that that just came to my mind so i'm going to ask this what do you think based on everything you have said now yeah putting yourself and the others together even if it is one percent of it pushing it further than it is now what do you think
1: um so in in terms of what empowering others
0: exactly in terms of empowering others now
1: yeah i think so, so one of the things that we've done we've just um recently um set up office and we particularly chose Ikorodu because we've we done a lot of work in Ikorodu, and it was very clear that not a lot of ngos were in that space you know okay. I, I don't think yeah we we did our research and even just we did desktop research and we also went into the community and found out that not a lot was going on there yet there was a dire need for some some people well maybe just at least more people to to be on ground to try to just do something and so we have our offices then it's not far from Benson Station but what, what what we have tried to do is to partner with people in Nigeria um so schools that we've gone to, we've reached out to head teachers and, and principals and we've said, this is, this is who we are. Um, we'd like to partner with you and these are the things that we want to do with you. So um, what I found out is when we go into schools and if it's just even one class, if it's just 30 people or 60 or 70 people that we reach out yeah. to, there's that ripple effect. And so we try as much as possible to um, tailor our, our programs and our projects in such a way that even when we're not there they can carry it on or what we've done is to deposit a seed in their minds so for instance um, when we went to Borno which a lot of people were like guys are you sure you want to go to Borno like you know what's happening there and we were like well if we can go to um, other places in the southwest southeast and all that we might as well Why to not? go to, to, to Borno as well and so we we went to and the experience that I got there, I keep on sharing that with as many people who want to hear because sometimes, um, so I, I, I grew up in Joss, so I can speak the language, Ooh, I can speak Hausa, okay. and all that. So, all right. and I went to some schools in the south, southeast, southwest, and some, some in some schools they were speaking. Their, their language so maybe Yo'uba you know they were speaking their language. Yeah. So the same thing in the north as well you know in so, the north, yeah yeah but when I did the um, debates when we, we had the debate so we, when they it was time for them to do the debate session of of our project, hmm. I will hands on say the kids in Borno just stole the show. They yeah. literally stole the show. So I think Beautiful. that the, the topic was on about good leadership and 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 all. You know, what does good leadership in Nigeria mean to you? Yeah. And by the time they had finished, all of us were just standing in awe. Now wow. I say this not because um, I'm segmenting or anything. I say this because there's a need for us to really come together and forget uh-huh. about Tribe, forget about culture. Let's look at ourselves as human beings that want to do mm. something for our nation. Yeah. I think the moment we start thinking along those lines, because everybody has something to bring to the table. Everybody does, you know. So Beautiful. wherever you go, I went to some. We went to some schools in. Was it a school in um, Asaba? The principal was almost in tears. He said that was his last year after I think twenty-five mm. years of service or so, and wow. nobody had ever mentioned. A library and this is us coming to set up a library in his school. He said he didn't even have space, but what he's done now is told his teach the staff his teachers in the mm. staff room to create a space for us to set up a library. Now, is that not hunger for knowledge? That is hunger it for is. knowledge. And um, the kids is. that we went to visit in Yobe, that's. From Bruno, we went to Yobe. We travelled by road. We risked our lives really travelling there. Mm. You know, and we got there. And I almost broke down when we were leaving. One of the girls came. She said, "Auntie, when are we going to see you again?" Now, the thing, the thing is that. We, my team and I, knew that we took a chance going there, and I have to be careful because I'm working with other people's kids, so I can't put them yeah. in harm's way, you know. But True. I knew True. in my heart that we partnered now with an NGO we saw there. So if there's anything else we we're going to do, we do it through that that NGO. But I wasn't mm. really sure when I'd be able to go back again. I went to the IDP camp in Borno. It's like it's like one of those United Nations camps where they're just tents you know rows of tents and people just donating mattresses and stuff and the kids and then unicef had built a little space there where kids could go for education and and play and all that but then it was heavily fortified you know you had Mm. police were around the soldiers were around and every so the reason why i'm saying this is when you say what can we do empowerment forward thinking i think we need to come together as one I think we need Mm -hmm. to look at the future of our children, of our grandchildren, Mm -hmm. of our great children as one Nigeria. And then look at at what's happening in other countries. So when you go to Canada or you go to the United States of America or you go to Chile or you go to Brazil, you know, Mm -hmm. you don't want people saying, oh, that that person is from the north, so we're treating them in that way. That person is from the south. That person is from. No. It's just speak with one voice because the same blood that flows through my veins as a yoruba person Flows through Mm -hmm. your veins where are you from Um, rivers you're from you're from rivers yeah yeah same blood flows to if i if if you get you know caught by a knife or pinched by a pin it's the same blood that flows through our veins so we should stop all this and just think about how we together as a as a people can come together and shape our nation. See the 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 mantra for the children, youth, and women empowerment um, initiative. The NGO that we set up is repositioning mindsets. Just reposition your Beautiful. mindset. Yeah, Beautiful. and. and uh, 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 so it's 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 really designed to implement quality development initiatives that remove these barriers, you know, and enable us to have not just sustainable living in terms of you know what we can eat or or, or the planet mm. alone, but we as a people, you know, we as a people because when you have kids in primary school, they don't think about somebody's Muslim, Christian from the north, south, east, west. You give them toys. They, they play. Even when I yeah. go to the camps. Um, although predominantly because where the insurgency came from, but kids just want to play, you know, and I know when it's you and I were growing up um, in nigeria we didn't we didn't think about that. I went to a federal government girls' college, we didn't even yeah. think about that. We were always happy to come together for our cultural days and debate, and you know, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. where did we lose all that so in order for that to happen, and I know you you mentioned something about people in the diaspora. There's a great need for people in the diaspora to feel welcome when they Mm -hmm. go to Nigeria, because sometimes what happens is you have that dichotomy, isn't it? It's like, oh, so you've gone and you want to come back now. It ain't happening, Mm. you know, or Mm. there's like, um, yeah, we've been here, we've suffered and you think you, you can just come and you want to make a change nah you have to mm. you have to take your time and understand what's going on before you and so automatically barriers are already being put up and so some people from the diaspora have um some things they'd love to share about what's happened in the diaspora and why some things are working well in particular sectors that they think yeah. can be lessons learned for for us in nigeria but Sometimes you, you you meet a certain set of people and it's so difficult to just get them to understand where you're mm. coming from, you know, for them to... Mm. So, you know, when you talk about what can we in the diaspora do, I'm telling you, I speak to people on a daily basis. They want to do stuff in, in Nigeria. They really, really want to. But the environment um, is not enabling the conduit within which that can take place is not really strong enough and then even when they get there it's just the bureaucracy sometimes you know i i I was in new york and somebody told me that they'd sent about three huge containers of books when i told them that we donate books um, Mm -hmm. to nigeria and they told me that at, at the last time they spoke to whoever it is that received was supposed to receive the books the books were still in the at the wharf or something. At uh, yeah, at, at the wharf. Yeah, they were still there. Not collected. So, you have things like that and you're wondering, so what, what needs to be put in place to ensure that when people in the diaspora come together and, mm. and have do all these things, how can it reach the man on the ground? You know, the common man on the ground, the common woman, the common, you know, our friends, our families. How do these things yeah. get to them? You know, so it, again, you, you, you see people selling stuff that are meant to be donated you know i've okay. seen people selling stuff that unicef has donated for free to people but they're mm-hmm. being sold so there's a lot when we talk about changing the mindset repositioning our mindset some it's mm-hmm. because they need to eat it's like they they need to eat you know what can they do to, to eat in an honest way as best as possible but definition of honest is out You know, because it's stomach infrastructure now. So there's so many things that we can do or we'd love to do. um, But there has to be a platform that can enable that to be done. Not lip service. I've seen so many lip service. I've been to so many Mm. lip service. You know, they say, yes, I've been to... Castle Rock, where where people were saying that you know well, come come back, you know doctors, nurses, engineers come yeah. back. We we'll, we we'll build somewhere for you where you can live. Yeah. There will be twenty four hours, uh, some light and and water and uh, and everything. And some people yeah. have taken that you know on board and have had to go back. You know, yeah. so it's it's finding that balance seeing how that can work and the people like myself i'm not the only one there are tons of people in the diaspora who have set up small big medium-sized ngos some you don't even sure. really hear about them but they're giving they're giving stuff back to to people as best as possible
0: hmm. yeah well you're so passionate about this subject matter and i'm i'm so excited the way the way you're going as and about it and you know just letting it out there but i just i just want to let you know yes that we have some we have some good people here who are out to partner and get things done. Like when you, when you mentioned the platform, I mentioned it a while ago, you know, when you were saying the platform, that's Pastor Pujo Oyemali. He has this program called the platform. Okay. Know, and yes, he's one person that I know who've been following. I've been following him for a while now. Yeah. And he's been doing a lot in that space. You have, like I mentioned a while ago, a couple, they run a hundred Nara a day, a day school knocks. You know, you can check them out later on online. You also yes. have uh at the Summit Bible Church, you have somebody like uh Feladirutoi, uh FD as we call him. There's a mm. you know we have a couple of people here in the country who are really open to partner and get things done. So just like you said, you know, when you go out there, nobody's looking at the dichotomy. You're a Nigerian. That's what we see. Mm-hmm. You are a Nigerian nobody cares you're from the east the west you are in nigerian so we so also have this in-house a pocket few who are dedicated to seeing that this sustainable development goes as in inwards cuts mm. across you know and all so it's just a question of reaching out to them you know and uh, partnering with them to see that oh yes we can actually help our mm-hmm. nation through this vehicle of sustainable development.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Ooh, I am excited. I, I, I know you have other things to catch up with, you know, for the
1: <laughs> sake of
0: time, for the sake of time, before I let you go, what yeah. is that word you want to, you know, say to my audience within this space?
1: I think within this space, I'd I'd probably go back again and just refer to, you know, what sustainability really means. And, you know, just in a nutshell, just remembering that it's not just about us now. It's about the future generation as well. What legacy are we leaving for the future generation? And it doesn't have to be all money, money, money you know Mm -hmm. it can be education it can be Mm -hmm. entrepreneurship it can Mm -hmm. be sitting with a group of people change the mindset of 6 people they will Mm -hmm. go on to change the mindset of 30 people those ones will go on to change the mindset of 90 people that that ripple effect exactly Mm -hmm. so that ripple effect is very very important and you know I like the fact that you mentioned quite a number of people that are in spite of everything you know just being out there and trying to make that change despite all odds we need Mm -hmm. more of them we need to collaborate with them we need we need to just put things in place whereby people can see that this is what we're trying to do and one thing that you mentioned again to manage and monitor that space just manage yeah. and monitor it see make everybody accountable for you know when you go to churches or religious places and they say you know who did you bring in today who, whose life have you touched you let's touched. think about sustainable development in that way as well because yeah. a lot is going on and the world is changing you know, there's so many things happening. There's the environmental impact, you know. So we have storms, we have rains, we have all that that's affecting crops. Women yeah. who tend to be in, in the farms in some of our African countries are finding it difficult to fend. Difficult. For their families, the same thing with the men too. You know, schools, you know, rain, if rain falls and then windows, and why are we doing that to our own people? So we need to change that narrative. So the one word I'd leave really is legacy, or words, the words that I'll leave is let's try and leave a legacy, a good
0: legacy. A good legacy. Let's try and leave a good legacy. So where do I catch Tokumbo if I want to catch her? Where, (laughs) where, where, where?
1: <laughs> so I'm on LinkedIn, you know, Tokumboy Faturoti on on LinkedIn. Um, you already mentioned my pseudonym. <laughs> that's my name on Facebook. But yeah, the best place to to just catch up with me is um, on LinkedIn. I, I check my LinkedIn almost on a daily basis. So yeah, Beautiful. and then you could you know visit our NGO if you if you have time. So it's www. So that's c h i y o w o. dot org c h yeah. i y o w o dot org and see some of the things that we've done in the community and if you want to partner with us that would be fantastic um amazing. yeah
0: <laughs> amazing guys we've been discussing with tokumba the energy was just you know palpable it's everywhere you can you can feel it you know she is into sustainable I mean sustainability and you know development who been 30 minutes plus discussing with this wonderful amazing (laughs) lady i am so glad you took out this time to visit us now like she said our desire our goal should be leaving a legacy a good legacy a good legacy for our children and children's children you hmm. know, so we cannot say that enough we cannot say that enough but you know like we say it within this space for the sake of time you know <laughs> we talk and we get to that point and we you know tell tell ourselves we will come back again mm-hmm. but uh please 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 let's reach out to kumbo you know go ahead share the story you know share it around there's hope for us there's hope for us so talks that final word from you before we say goodbye.
1: Um, Thank you so much for having me on your podcast show. It's been amazing um and it's just so funny what technology can do as well <laughs> um, it's a meeting of great minds we've just you know we just hit them so well that i'm sure if we had more time we'd be here talking for the next two hours so thank yes, you okay, for having true. me on your show and i'd like to say keep up the good work you know what you're thank doing you. connecting people thank with people connecting ideas you. with ideas It's it's thank it's amazing you. thank you so much
0: thank you talks thank you for those kind words guys you know how we say it on the show we come into the space to do what lean on one and others experience gleam from those experiences and forge a path of positivity till we come your way again my name is amakri amakri isoboe bye for now Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Before we sign off, I just want to encourage you. Yeah, it's been a wonderful time. And also, I'd like to hear from you your feedback. You know, you've been listening to the Word Cafe podcast. I would love to hear from you the feedback. If you have any questions, yeah, you go ahead and Ask those questions. You can reach me at my email address, amacrigaribaldi at gmail.com. Amakri is A-M-A-C-H-R-E-E-G-A-R-I-B-A-L-D-I at gmail.com. Yeah, and uh, we'll get back. You know how we do it on the show. Thank you. Some time It has been with you on the World Cafe podcast today. Thank you for being there. You can catch me up on my social media handles, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, all at Amakri Isobuye. Also, you can get copies of my books, A Cocktail of Words, The Color of Words, and my HR Notebook on Amazon and on Roving Heights Online Bookstores. You can also subscribe to my YouTube page, the same address yes till we see you again bye for now